You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. I don't think I've ever said anything more uh, more foreboding in, in my life. Oh my Started the show. That was when it was only 14 nothing. 42 zip. Oh, my God. At halftime. At halftime. He has to be fired by the, the end of the night. Oh, He's got to be fired by the end of the night. I mean, what are we doing? I mean, there's nothing you could – they've given up. They gave up. They gave up, Gordon. Yeah. They gave well, up. Much like when Tyreek Hill went down, I feel like his true value as the MVP, like you got to see more of mm-hmm. how he's the most valuable player when he was missing from the Dolphin lineup more than when he was playing because he could not function <laughs> when he was not in there. No. Maybe Justin Herbert's the MVP because they, they cannot function on oh. offense, and it's not like the defense is doing anything either. So 42 no. – 40. The over-under tonight, which I happened to have a, a little eye on. I was on the um, the over tonight. I felt like it was just a little too too over overboard. Um, mm. It cashed in the first half. Nice. Isn't and it nice did, and a... did so without the Chargers doing anything. Isn't it nice to just sit back and know oh, everything's good? Oh, it's the good? best. Best feeling in the world. <laughs> well, Put your feet I, up. I, it was pretty clear early on. I was going to have to hope that the Raiders did all the heavy lifting because it yes. it's pretty clear the Chargers are not going to do anything. No, you saw that opening drive. Not happening. Not happening. Well, listen, you know, it's a huge drop-off between Justin Herbert and the quarterback that's in the game now. Stick. Not his fault. Yeah, I, I, look, no, they're not They're know. not a very good team. They're not a well-coached team. They're an injured no. plague team. Uh, that seems like um, a team that needs a, a whole new start kind of thing. Yeah. They, they might have the – like we always think, oh, you get the quarterback, everything else falls into place. They might not have the quarterback, the but it seems like they need everything else. Yeah. And if you don't have the right coaches, we've seen – and just ask Trevor Lawrence, he'll tell you. Uh, even the quarterback can't help you. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Anytime that we get to firing coaches, there will always be somebody who says, patience. Mm-hmm. You got to have patience. We, we're, too, yeah. we're too quick to rush to decisions. You got to give people time. There was a debate whether or not the Chargers should bring back Brandon Staley after the way that last season went. And uh, clearly the answer was no. They should not yeah. have. Yep. Yep. Now they know. <laughs> well, it, it could if it's not clear now. Now they know. Now they know. Matt Paras, who covers the New Orleans Saints for the Advocate, will stop by at ten thirty. We'll talk about Giant Saints this week. And Gordon, I want to talk about the Giants for a second because uh, this is a this is this is an interesting game for me because I want to see. Uh, Tommy DeVito continue, right? I want to mm-hmm. see what else he sure. brings to the table. I want to see how this giant offense moves. I want to see how the if the defense can continue to play the way they played. Now, I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't think they'll get to the postseason. I, I don't know. I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't go to ESPN bet and say, yeah, give me it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I wouldn't do that. But, you know, with, with having nothing at stake here, not a fan, not a giant fan anyway, I'm just curious to see – what he what else he can do because as the more he plays more video is available about him. Mm-hmm, and so now you want to see how teams make the adjustment to what he's been able to do so you know down the line philly, philly's going to give him some trouble and whatnot so you figure that but this new orleans team who and once again we'll talk about them more at the bottom of the hour was in a three-way tie at six and seven for the top spot in the nfc south uh, they need this game Point blank. They need this game. So uh, I'm curious to see how DeVito's going to play this week. Well, I would like, I know we're a little deep into the show now. I personally would like to offer an apology 
Sometimes True. I hear things and I, I just discount them because it just okay. seems preposterous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have to say by listening to a lot of the other shows today, I need to apologize to all these people now. I didn't realize there were this many of them. They all saw this in Tommy DeVito. They all saw this in training camp. They all watched the preseason, the exhibition games. And when he got in there, they all saw that this was possible. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that there were this many people out there because they also – I didn't see it. I have to be honest. I did not see it. I did not know. I, this is all a surprise to me that he has been able to do this. It's been a great story. It's been fantastic to watch. Gives you something to watch on a Sunday when the Giants' uh, season uh, is more than likely not going to end up in the playoffs. But it's amazing, Larry, the amount mm-hmm. – I didn't – did you get a lot of these calls in the preseason? I don't remember I any of these calls. I've heard a lot of them lately that a lot of people saw this in Tommy DeVito. They knew that this was possible. They saw the – a little – you know, they didn't mm-hmm. get a lot of time, so it's tough to know for sure. But a lot of people now, all of a sudden, they all saw this in Tommy DeVito. I, I didn't realize that. So I, I owe them an apology. And apparently the Giants didn't see all of it either, Gordon, because he was the third string, not the second string. So he didn't well, get a chance maybe to they were beat just out holding, Tyrod they Taylor. Were just, you know, they, they were just holding him. Taylor. Nah, they were just holding him, Larry. They were holding, holding him back. Him. They knew. Everybody knew. knew. A lot of these – haven't you heard a lot of these calls that people oh, they yeah. knew? They saw it in Tommy DeVito. They watched they him did. in the preseason, and they saw the way he threw the ball and how he yep. could do this with his legs. And- yeah. And most of them – well, not most, but a good number of them – Want him to be the starter ahead of Daniel Jones, too, by the way. Did you hear that? Well, I mean, how much are you going to have to pay t- uh, Tommy DeVito? $50 million a year? I mean, if, da- if Daniel Jones is getting 40 and you're saying that Tommy DeVito is better. Well, we got time, but they got time for Tommy DeVito. Three for 150. Get it done. Yeah, that's it. While you can. Sure. Price <laughs> is going up. <laughs> Look, these cutlets are not going to buy themselves. That's right. Absolutely not. Enrique's in Long Island. What's up, Enrique? Usual, sir. What's happening? Uh, um, about the Dolphins, they're uh, beating teams they're supposed to be beating, and they're losing teams against that they uh, have been losing to. But I just think uh, they got a very good quarterback, and they got a good offense, and I just think uh, they have the potential to maybe upset the uh, Chiefs in in the playoffs. But also, um, as far as the Forty ers go in the NFC, they got a rookie quarterback. So if they get the ball first, um, I think he might be overthrowing his receivers. That's coming from my uncle, a good, a good guy that he is. All right. Well, I, well I first of all, about- Enrique, hold on, Enrique. First of all, let him know that Brock Purdy is in his second year. He's not a rookie quarterback. I know, but he's, he's, he's a young year. quarterback, though. Still. So young. you think he'll be – yeah, but he, he looks pretty experienced to me, Enrique, the way he's performing right now. He, he looks pretty good. You never know, though. Um, I, I think they did beat the Cowboys and the Eagles this year, and uh, the Cowboys have a great team, too. They, ha- they have a great mm-hmm. defense, the Cowboys. Yep, they do. Thanks for the phone call, Enrique. So what do you think, Gordon? What do you think about your Dolphins right now? What, what's, what's your feeling? Uh, no, my panic level is, is, is astronomical. It's not, it's, not, it's not dissipated at all. Uh, they have the, the toughest remaining schedule. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Marcel w- w- kind of talked about it already, so I didn't want to hit it. This is a must-win game for them. Yeah. they got to win this game against the Jets. They have to win this game. So if, if Tyreek Hill does not play or if he's less than 100%, there are issues along the offensive line. The fact that their defense gave up two touchdowns in three minutes, uh, it's, it's inexcusable last week. This now is suddenly a must-win game with the, the remaining schedule that they have. So uh, I'm not thinking about beating the Chiefs and going to the Super Let's just get into the playoffs and win a playoff game. Can we, get, mm-hmm. can we get to the playoffs first? Because 
the last couple of years, they finished nine and eight. Last year, they looked like they were challenging to to be really hot going into playoffs, and then they completely mm-hmm. soiled the sheets down the the stretch of the season. So uh, I've seen this story before. I'm hoping this time it, it's a it's a different ending. I I don't expect a different ending. I expect the same ending because that's all I've had for forty years. Mm-hmm. Is it? Does it make you feel better that the players are aware of it? And that they've spoken about it. Does it make you feel better, or does no. it make you feel like you know what? I wish stop people would stop bringing it up because it adds more pressure to what they're doing. See, here's the thing, and I wouldn't expect the players would get it or the coaches would get it because they haven't been here. They're, they're not fans. Mm-hmm. They haven't lived it for forty years like I have. Mm-hmm. So they think, well, no, that what happened before doesn't have any bearing. And I would say, yeah, in in reality, sure. But the the last time it happened. Those guys, they didn't have any relation to the previous time. And the previous time before that, the previous time before that, it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. So until, if, if, if we flip a coin, or I flip a coin, I tell you to call it, and it lands heads 40 times in a row, mm-hmm. the 41st time you think, nah, it's going to be tails this time. No, you're going to think it's going to be heads again. Yeah. So until, yeah. until me, they show me they can go out and, and take care of the Jets mm-hmm. on, on Sunday, okay, yep. then maybe I'll feel a little bit better. That's the that's the bare minimum, right? You're supposed to beat the Jets. It's the yeah. it's the Bills and it's the Ravens and it's the Cowboys. If you want to get to that level, okay, fine. First things first. Let's go beat the Jets first, and then you can take care of that. You know how I normally say they're due. Mm-hmm. You know how I normally say that. I don't know if I'm ready to say that about Miami right now, Gordon. You you nope. made a you made a, a very good case that I will put that to the side right now it's funny because i'll have a lot of younger dolphin fans come to me and say no it's this time it's different you don't get it you don't understand as if i'm just sitting here like like i don't want to root for a winner like i don't want to see the team win like i just want to hate on no i'd love to see the team win i'm what I've, I've invested my life. I've thrown my life away on this miserable organization and it's all i got and I'm loyal. I'm, it's like I married somebody, and the person I married turned out to be a horrible human being. Mm. But I'm loyal. I'm not going to get a divorce. I'm not going to be one of these people. I'm going to jump from team to team. No, 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 no. I made my choice. I made my bed. I'm going to sleep in my bed. But cool. like, do th- people think that I'm just making this up for the fun of it? I feel your pain, boy. As a Nick fan, oh, it's you know the same thing. To you know Absolutely. Want, you know how many times I want to wish. Why did I pick the Knicks? Why right. Pick Could have picked Knicks? anything. I Could have picked anything. Teams. A thousand, right? Why Why did I pick the Knicks? Why did I have to wear it? Because you're and in I, New York. And I'm an idiot. I picked a team that's not even around. At least you picked the Knicks. They're around here. I picked some some dump dump of an organization down in Florida. <laughs> yeah, but they had yeah, but Dan Marino. I, get I did it. have Dan Marino. How, yeah, what Dan could Marino. go wrong? Yeah, right. Dan, Dan Marino. Dan rolling. That, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Come on. Sure. That makes sense. You know, 40 I mean, years later, still you know, just I mean, sitting, waiting, waiting for the bus, just I mean, waiting for on. the bus to go by. Everybody else's bus, they, they all got picked up. They all yep. went everywhere. You're still hanging. It's, it's still me, waiting. and it's the Browns fans, and it's the Jets fans, and a couple uh, other, stra- the Lions fans, mm-hmm. all us idiots. Bears? Be- well, no, Bears, I see the Bears win. Okay. I see yeah, the so 85 Bears, 85, of course. Yeah, you got one. Yeah, yeah. they got one. Like, really, if you think about it, if I went back to, you know, I got, I got into football like 81, 1980, mm-hmm. 81. I could have picked anybody. 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 Frisco? And I would have picked Frisco. Oh, of course. You're out of town. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. 
I could have picked the could have picked the Cowboys. Could have picked the Eagles. Could have picked the Giants. Could have picked Washington. Could've. Washington is an absolute dumpster fire in organization. Yep. Beat the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Every time, every a different quarterback. Every time, taking down Elway, taking down. I could have picked anybody. You really run down the list of teams. Now the Bills never won a Super Bowl, but they went to a bunch of them. Yeah, but the four in a row. Could have won, <laughs> won Patriots. Could have. Boy, you'd be wow if you went Patriots. How would you have been right now? Before with all those championships, I would do a bad season. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Well, it would be perfect. Yankees, Patriots. I have I have championships all the time. That's it. Could have done anything, Larry. Yeah. Believe Couldn't me. have got it more wrong. Don't I know? Oh, don't I know? And at least, you know, I but did you saw, to you see. saw that you were old enough for the next to win. I saw the last one. Yeah. You saw, saw it. You were there. One. So I saw the last one and I saw the last Met one. So right. I got that's, one that's, one. and that, that's, that, a, that's, that, those years are starting to get up there as well. Don't I know? Mm hmm. Don't I know? The misery continues here on 987 ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Go on, let's head back to the phones. Let's do uh, it. Sean's in Queens. Sean, you're next on 987. Hey, how you doing, guys? How are you? How you doing? I just mm-hmm. I just got one question before. Well, I got a couple of questions, but I got one question before we start. Uh Larry, what's your, what's your partner's name? I forgot his name already. Gordon. I'm Gordon, Sean. Gordon. Yeah. Question. Yeah. When you was when you was looking at the Miami Dolphins in 81, what, what were you looking at? Because uh, didn't Dan Marino come in 80, 84, 85? Yeah. Well, no. I mean, they were, they were a good team in, in, in the early 80s. They went to the Super Bowl in 82. Uh, that's the one that they lost to the uh, to the uh, to to Washington, uh, and that that was with um, with uh, David Woodley and Don Strock at quarterback, and then they drafted Marino in '83, and then in '84 they okay. got to the Super Bowl and lost to the Niners. Okay, okay, because I'm a Niners fan because I don't even remember, I only remember Dan Marino. I don't remember the, the quarterback before Dan Marino, but um. But um, I know you guys had a good defense. Was what they were called the Killer Bees. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Sure. Right? Yeah. And, 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 and then you had the Marks Brothers. But uh, whatever whatever reason Miami just came up short. Uh, they had a lot of talent. I think I think the reason was they didn't have a running game. That's what the, I think that was the problem. Chicago well, when they had the defense, Marino. they didn't have the quarterback, and then when they got the quarterback, they didn't have the defense. Yep. Right. Okay. So back. This is the reason why I called. Okay. I don't understand what's wrong with these Giants fans, man. Uh, some of these Giants fans are, are, are delusional, and no. then some of them are, are pretty, are pretty much yeah. Because how can you, how can you have expectations for a third string quarterback? No, no. I that, mean, that, it's only because they're just getting that, to see him now. Yeah, but they, he only put three games on his. Resume. That's enough. That's enough. That's all you need to see. Sometimes it's like an it, you can see it in an instant, Sean. You can it's like that, that book no. Blink where you just you've seen it so much that you can right. judge it. All right, let me compare let me compare my my, my experience. Okay. You've seen Garoppolo when he came to my Niners for the last five games of the season, right? And we said, Oh, we got something good here. We haven't had a quarterback since Steve Young. Right? Garoppolo played I think he went four and one. 
my last five games, and he looked real good under Cal Shanahan. Now look where he's at now. So, so, so that, so, so don't, that little bit of uh, a snapshot of of quarterbacking that wasn't enough because you you know as well as I know when those other thirty one teams get the hold of that tape and they start circling it around and they start looking at the weaknesses and the strengths of how to defeat the team. They will attack that part of it. So we only seen three games. And we, sometimes and we that's all you need. That's all you need. No. Because and then again, Sean, and thanks for the phone call, it's incumbent upon the coaching staff and DeVito to make the adjustments to counter-adjust what people are adjusting to. That's how you succeed. That's with any quarterback. Very simple, Gordon. You know, well, we look, see, it. It, it is only three games, but a lot of these Giant fans – I was not aware of this, but a lot of these Giant fans recognize this – when they saw him in training camp, when they saw him in the exhibition, a lot it's more than you would have thought. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember them saying it at the time, right. but apparently there is this swell of people that saw this. Yeah. Right. Good news, Larry. Yes. Chargers are on the board. Oh, man. 49-7. Well, I, guess, I guess the Charger fans are like, Larry, don't turn back. <laughs> 49 to 7 there is 10 minutes to go in the third quarter oh gosh that game can't end fast enough can't and apparently fast enough. Uh, Antonio Pierce told his team put the the, the, the foot down even harder of like course. he he wants them to to run up the score even more in the second right. half so uh, I, the Dolphins 70 might not be the most this year you know, point differential is big for the Raiders. Right? Yes, apparently, <laughs> apparently the Raiders are in a fantasy football league and they're trying to make the playoffs, and point differential is a major factor. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge, Larry, huge. <laughs> Very big. Brian's in Milburn. What's up, Brian? Hey. Uh, hey, how y'all doing? You know, I'm a big fan of both of y'all. Let's tell y'all nice and time. I'm just trying to figure out why. I'm a 49 fan, too. Why people calling the station, tell my, oh, I think my uncle thinks he's going to overthrow the first ball. And when he get the ball first, first of all, if you watch 49er games, when he get the ball first, they usually score majority of times. So I just don't understand why they just don't want to get this man his props. And they see his stats, they see what he's doing. It's because he's not 6'6", 230, and, and from uh, uh, whatever great college team they want to get him from, I, I'm not a college guy. Why they just don't respect him and give him his props? I just don't understand it. What do he got to do? Uh just keep winning, Brian. That's all you worry about. That's your guy. Thanks for the phone call. Just let him keep playing the way he's playing. You don't, yeah, worry, don't worry about anybody else. I mean, there's always going to be people that say stupid things. Yes. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You don't want to get, I mean, if you had to pick a team right now to win the Super Bowl, it's your the team. 49ers would be a pretty good bet. Yeah. Be, be pretty good bet. Pretty yeah. good. So. Depth. Great depth, running attack. Talent. Talent on both sides of the ball. Oh. Hard charging defense, playmakers oh. on offense, an incredible running game, a, running, a wide receiver like made of titanium. <laughs> They're unbelievable. They are. They are. So don't worry about it. Just sit, listen. Watch the Niners and love them. He right, sounds like the There's always going to be some idiot that doesn't like your team. He's like the commercial that they got with the kid for, for McCaffrey. And, you know, it's right. Like, he's a hater, right? Sure. Yeah, that's all he is. You're you not his role. More. Yeah. yeah, really. Come on. Gordon may be over there soon. May trade his Dolphins in for the Niners at this rate. Uh, nah, going. I can't do that. They, lo- they lost to the Niners in a Super Bowl. I hated the Niners. Oh, my sister was a Niners fan. Really? Yeah. Well, that was fun. In the Front runner. 
Uh, yeah, that was like fun. Don't Does like bring the, one person you didn't bring together. Just the one. No, uh, no that's where it that's where I, my my bringing people together. That's where that, that was the uh, the impetus. That was the that was the origins. That was trying to trying to turn your sister. Right. Around. Yep. Didn't work. Yeah. It's okay. Had to live with that. <laughs> at least at least this when the callers call up and make fun of my team, I, I get the show ends at some point. Back then the show didn't end. It's the house. Uh huh. Every time. Yeah. Every time. With anything. Well, my team beats our team. Oh, yep. stop. That's why That's why there were doll's heads in the freezer. Yep. That's it. <laughs> For payback. That's it. <laughs> when we return, we'll go down to New Orleans and talk about the Saints and Giants. That's next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Time now to turn our attention to... The New York Giants and the New Orleans Saints. Matt Paris, who covers the Saints for The Advocate, is joining us. Matt, it's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer in New York. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure, Matt. Matt, g- give me your thoughts here. Just looking at the numbers, I mean, Derek Carr, when available, he's been respectable, right? Issues with the offensive line aside. Thrown for 13 <laughs> touchdowns, completing just under 67% of his passes. But you watch him every day. What, what, what are you seeing from him? Yeah, he's at a very interesting point of the season. I think fans here are pretty frustrated with his performance, surprisingly. I think part of that is the expectations that come along with, you know, they gave him a four-year, $150 million contract. Part of that was, you know, a little bit funny money. There was some, um, you know, it's really only $60 million guaranteed, so it's more of a two-year deal. But even with that, you know, you, you go out and, and acquire him for such a big, number you expect him to kind of lift the offense um and you know instead of being a top 10 group they're more so in the middle but their problems have been pretty pronounced you know they've really struggled in the red zone it's been a little bit better lately but you know even against a team like the panthers he only had 37 yards uh with eight minutes left in the game now that number got over or up to 119 by the game's end but there's just been a lot of kind of stops and starts. And I think part of that too is he struggled, you know, he struggled to stay healthy. He's been quite banged up this season, even though he hasn't missed the game. So I think he deserves credit for gutting through those injuries, but I think it's kind of created this dynamic where fans are a little frustrated with him. Why have there been such issues in the red zone? Uh, I think it's a matter of, well, one, Derek Carr has kind of always performed bad down there you know he hasn't really uh, thrived in that area throughout his career so I, I think it's a little bit of that part of it too is um, you know offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael uh, trying to figure out what players he wants to use and the right groupings for them you know they really like to use Taysom Hill down there and I think they've had more success uh, as the season's gone on using him more in that area they've even kind of gone this unconventional look with um, using a defensive tackle, Colin Saunders, as their fullback and kind of having these jumbo packages for him to create blocking lanes, uh, blocking lanes and get involved that way. They've tried to be pretty creative in that area, and I think it, it's led to a little bit more success. But part of it is just, you know, miscommunications and the offensive line not doing uh, the job that it needs to. And it's just it's been a bit of a mess uh, throughout the, the weeks here. Matt, with that following back on that, Alvin Kamara's missed, what, missed the first three games of the season. He's rushed for five touchdowns, caught another. I mean, 
his reputation, look, he's been one of the most explosive and versatile running backs in the league. What's going on with him in this Saints offense? I mean, you would think that in the red zone, he would be flourishing. Yeah, it is a little awkward. Or not awkward. It, 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 he's at the point of his career where you don't know if he's necessarily on the downturn, but he might be. You know, he, he's 28. Uh, that's kind of the, the age where, you know, running backs, he, they kind of start to tail off like that. He's still been pretty involved, and he runs still really hard. The, the yards per carry average isn't necessarily where you would want it to be, but, you know, he's still on track for, you know, some of the best numbers of his career in terms of a, a usage standpoint. They use him kind of all the time. Um, he's been pretty involved that way. It's just a matter of, yeah, can he find the end zone? I don't, I don't believe – oh, no, he scored in the uh, – one of the last two games, but before that it, he had gone like a month without touchdowns. So mm. yeah, they, they want to get him more involved in the, the red zone, but they haven't really been an effective rushing team all that often. And that goes not just with Kamara, but you know, they signed Jamal Williams and he hasn't really panned out either. So I think you can maybe look at the offensive line that way and not, them not blocking the way they need to. What's the injury situation, especially with Chris Olave? Is he going to? Is, is he expected to play? Yeah, that's the main one we're waiting to see right now. I mean, he hasn't practiced Wednesday and Thursday. That's not a great sign for his availability. Now, I, I say that, and uh, Cam Jordan a few weeks ago went all week without practicing, and he still played on Sunday against the Falcons. So maybe there's a similar situation there where Olave just toughs it out, but. At the same time, Jordan was pretty limited when he played. I think he only played 17 snaps. Uh, you know, if Alave doesn't practice tomorrow, um, and if he plays on Sunday, maybe he's still in a limited role. But you know, not practicing two straight days is uh, not a good sign. And that that's the main one. Uh, they might get Rashid uh, Shahid back uh, at receiver, and that would be really great for them in terms of a speed threat. He's missed the last few games. Matt, what is the challenge for this Saints defense? I mean, you're playing an opponent you don't see very often, and then you're playing an opponent with a quarterback that you don't have a lot of video on. What are they expecting from Tommy DeVito this week? Yeah, I think they've been pretty impressed with him with what he's been able to add to the Giants. You know, he does a lot of things that this defense struggles with. They they have not been successful this year really at all defending mobile quarterbacks, guys who can scramble past their, you know, that they – get past their first read and then kind of bail on the play as DeVito does. Those guys have really given uh, New Orleans trouble this year. And um, with that, and then you look at the run games that the Giants have, I, I, I do think this is a game that the Giants may have some success on offense. As, as good as New Orleans defense has been at times this year, they've been a little bit inconsistent of late. The Carolina game was a, a bit better of a performance by them, but again, it's Carolina, so – that they have this is an opportunity for them to get more back on track but I, I do think the Giants are going to pose some problems Tommy DeVito has clearly been uh he's on the front page of the paper he's on the back page of the paper here have, have the Saints players heard about the sensation that is Tommy DeVito and have they had any reaction to it yeah you know it's funny they, they see that the agent as well in his suit <laughs> right. kind of cracking up about that you know Jordan Howden uh he was a he's a rookie safety for uh, New Orleans. He actually played Tommy DeVito in college when uh, DeVito was at Illinois, and 
Uh, they they lost to Illinois. Uh, I can't remember where Howden went to school right now, but um, you know he said that they lost, and so he kind of knows what Devito could do then. So I don't think they're really underestimating them, but they are. Uh, they're they're glad to see that kind of personality come out. It's definitely a fun story, and um, you know I think they're kind of infatuated with it as well. Matt Paris is our guest. He covers the New Orleans Saints for the Advocate. It's ESPN New York tonight, our Know Your Opponent segment here on 98.7 ESPN. Sticking with the defense, Matt, uh, one of your linebackers, DeMarco Jackson, recorded his first NFL touchdown against Carolina. How well has he fit in with uh, with the linebacker that the Jet fans know very well in DeMario Davis? Yeah, um, you know, he had a really, you know, he's more of a special teams contribution guy. He doesn't really see the field that often in those three um linebacker looks i believe but um he he has a kind of a neat story in terms of you know that that touchdown that he scored against carolina on the uh fumble play on the punt um his grandmother apparently used to be a big carolinas fan a carolina panthers fan there from the charlotte area and then so after and she passed away a few years ago so when he scored he immediately thought of her and it kind of dawned on him that, you know, maybe he, he made that play with her watching. Uh, it was kind of uh, our columnist sort of about it and did a really nice job with it. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a guy that's coming on and making an impact on special teams. Matt, I was surprised. You know, we don't follow the, the Saints all that closely, uh, but when I was doing research, there seems to be a lot of talk about De- Dennis Allen being on the hot seat. Is, is he on the hot seat? Does he have to make the, the playoffs this year to keep his job beyond that? Yeah, you know, we have, we'll have to see. I, I don't think, you know, Mickey Lewis is a guy that's been really loyal uh, to coaches. Even, you know, there was that stretch, if you remember, with Sean Payton. He went 7-9 three years in a row, wasn't really in danger of losing his job there. Now, of course, that's Sean Payton in the head Drew Brees, so it's a much different situation. But if you look at the Saints uh, as a franchise, they've only fired one coach, who only one coach in their franchise history or since 1978 has hasn't lasted three seasons. So you know if Dennis, Dennis Allen is in his second season there, um, but there is some tension right now of trying. You know this is a, a contending team or a, a team that they thought was going to be contenders. They kind of went all in. They're really capped out, and they're really trying to kind of capitalize on this uh, post Tom Brady window in the NFC South, and it just hasn't really gone their way so far but um you know that they they've kind of put their uh, chips all in and it's really on Allen's staff to, to take advantage of this but so that that's kind of where you're uh, talking about maybe his job status is if they don't deliver on these expectations maybe then he could be in danger but I, I do know that they would like to stick with him Matt last one for me the Giants defense has been very good over the past couple of weeks forcing some turnovers which is something to be quite honest, Derek Carr has you know struggled with over his career. What's the what, what's the offense expecting from this giant team, and what do they what are, what's their game plan to try to uh, you know slow them down on the rush? And especially Kayvon Thibodeau has been fabulous. What's their game plan to try to slow down the rush and hold on to the football? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, they've actually even though Carr struggled with that throughout his career, that really hasn't been a terrible issue for them this year. He's kind of. Uh, protected the ball pretty well, even maybe uh, to the offense's detriment. You know, he takes the, the check down when there are maybe bigger plays to be made if he waits. But uh, I think for New Orleans, they've really got to be aware of the blitz. That's something that they've emphasized uh, this week. You know, if you look at the Panthers game, 
last week, him and uh, Derek Carr and uh, the Saints center, Eric McCoy, got into a post-play shouting match after one of uh, the sacks, and there was kind of a controversy here. They, they, those two really need to be on the same page uh, to you know make adjustment calls and be prepared for those blitzes because you know if this offense is going to have success, I really think it starts with that. Matt, thanks for a couple of minutes. Enjoy the game on Sunday. We'll talk to you down the line, and happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, same to you guys. I appreciate it. All right, thank you. That's Matt Paris, covers the New Orleans Saints for the Advocate. Can you imagine, Gordon? You're in a three-way tie atop the division. Everybody's six and seven, mm-hmm. and they're talking about your job. Being, <laughs> talking about you being on the hot seat, and the other two coaches are good. <laughs> yeah, they're they're good to go. Well, that's the wild thing that Carolina—they're the one team. Maybe there's another. Maybe the Patriots have been, but Carolina was the first team to be officially eliminated. And they play in the NFC South. You would figure that would be the one that they would be able to maybe hang with for a little. No, not to, not to be this year. As my brothers will tell you, that's how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> Put them out of the misery early. Yes. Let's go. 1-800-919-3776. We'll take your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.